Good morning, good morning, good morning. You are here with me, Jermaine Jackson, on another episode of Testimonial Tuesday by way of the New Beginnings podcast. And depending on when you watch this, I also want to extend a good afternoon and a good evening to you. For this is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am just grateful that God has allowed us and blessed us to see another day that he has supplied us with our health and our strength, and I give him all the praise, the honor, and the glory. So please don't forget to go and follow the New Beginnings podcast on the YouTube page, um, Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, wherever it is that you may listen to your podcast. You can also listen to every episode of the New Beginnings podcast right here on my Facebook page under my name, Jermaine Jackson. And so I thank God for his word on today. I thank God for another opportunity to share the word of God with you. Amen. I don't know about you, but I get excited every time I get an opportunity to read the word, to declare the word of God, to share and to speak about the word. I just enjoy talking about the word of God. People could ask, well, Jermaine, you like talking about anything else? Absolutely. I absolutely do love talking about other things, but nothing gives me more joy than what God is saying and how God is blessing and moving in the lives of his people. Amen. So there is a word on today. We are going to go into a word of prayer. Amen. And then we're going to get into our lesson for today. And our lesson for today is that every disciple of Jesus Christ has an assignment. Our main scripture is going to be coming from the book of Mark, the 16th chapter and the 15th verse. Lord, we thank you. I praise you and I magnify you and I give you all of the glory, the honor, and the praise. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, it is the name of the Lord that is worthy to be praised. And Lord, I just thank you for another day, Father, that you've given me, that you allow me to rise on this morning with my health and strength. God, I'm within my right mind. And God, I declare and realize that that is only because of you, because it is in you that I live, move, and have my being. God, where would I be without you? You are the source of all things, God. You are my help, and you are the present help in the time of trouble. So, Father, I thank you for what you brought me out of, God. Even the things that I wasn't able to figure, I wasn't able to do it, God. But, Father, you brought me out, oh, God. And, Lord, I thank you that patience is having this perfect work in me, oh, God. I thank you that those things that I have to wait on, I thank you for those things that you have protected me from, oh God, when maybe I wasn't making the best decisions, oh Lord, but Father, you allowed me to wait on you, and I thank you for that, God. Thank you for your hand of favor that is upon my life, oh God, that is upon all of those that would listen. I give you the praise, the honor, and the glory, for you are worthy to be magnified, worthy to be glorified, and to be lifted up. And Lord, as I come before you with this word on this morning, I ask for forgiveness, oh God. For in your word, God, we know for all have sinned to come short of the glory of God. So, Lord, I ask and pray for forgiveness, because as I confess my sins, I know that you are a that you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. So, Father, cleanse me afresh. Search me, O God. Blot out all of my transgressions, all of my transgressions, creating me a clean heart and renew within me the right spirit. Father, never take your spirit from me. Glory be to God. Lord, I know that I need you every day and I can't make it throughout this day without you, oh God. So I thank you for the blood that covers, the blood that heals, the blood that delivers. I give you praise, honor, and the glory. 
Hallelujah. I thank you for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus, I thank you for being my mediator, my advocate. I thank you for being the appropriation for my sins. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I ask that you will bless every listener, oh God, whether they listen to this episode live, they may watch it on replay, God, under whatever circumstance, God, that they are able to hear the words of that. I'm asking that you will bless them and keep them, God. I pray that you would heal and deliver those, those that are sick and afflicted, oh God, that are under any undue pressure, any heavy burdens, oh God. I pray that the hand of the enemy would come off of the people of God, even now in the name of Jesus. And I bind Satan on every hand. He is a liar. He is a deceiver. And the truth is not in him. And he is defeated. For you gave us the keys to the kingdom, Lord Jesus, that whatsoever we bind on earth shall be bound up in heaven. And whatsoever we loose on earth shall be loosed up in heaven. So I thank you, Father, for that power. And we bind every work and attack and trick of the enemy right now. And Lord, we loose your love. We loose your angels and give them charge, oh God, to fight on our behalf. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I praise you and I magnify you for all powers in your hands, God. And I give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you on this morning. I want to give an honor to God who is the head of my life. Um, I want to give honor to my pastors, uh, Dr. Xavier Menzies, Pastor Latanya Menzies of the Christian Family Worship Center. Amen. Don't forget y'all can join us, not just on Sunday at 10 a.m., but this week at Christian Family Worship Center. Guess what, y'all? We in revival. Amen. We got revival starting tomorrow evening, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 7 p.m. Come on out to Hammond, Indiana. 6532 Arizona Avenue. We would like to see you in a place as we just praise and magnify God together. If you remember, there was a time in the old church that right before the kids went back to school, we would have a couple of revivals. Amen. Don't who how many of you know that we need to be revived, that we need to be restored? Amen. So come on through and celebrate with us and let's glorify God together in revival. Amen. And I'm thanking God for yet finding me safe, sanctified, and filled with his precious Holy Ghost. And that with a burning fire. Amen. So as we get into our lesson today, as I said, we're coming from Mark, the 16th chapter and the 15th verse. And the title of our lesson is every disciple of Jesus Christ has an assignment. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. As we look at this, Start this lesson here that God, uh, that Jesus gave to his disciples. This is right before he was, he appeared to them. He was going to make his ascension into heaven. And he told the disciples, he appeared to them and he said unto them, go into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And on this past Sunday, I was able to speak and give a message at the Mount Moriah Missionary Baptist Church of Peoria, Illinois. Uh, many of you have seen on my page or may know of my one of my best friends, he's he is my brother, uh, Corey Burnside, my former college roommate. We went to school together and from friends to football teammates. And that is uh, my brother in the Lord. He, he is my brother in real life. Uh, thank God for the 23 years of our friendship. And I was blessed to have an opportunity to speak at his church. And I began to kind of touch on this message. It was a different subject, but this scripture was a part of it. And I guess you could say this is the sequel to the message from Sunday. Amen. But for every born again believer, I want you to know today, and I'm sure you may have written that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. A disciple of Jesus Christ is someone who is following Jesus and you're being changed by Jesus and is committed to the mission of Jesus. Let's go quickly to the book of Matthew. 
and we're going to go to the fourth chapter, the 19th verse. Amen. How many of y'all thank God for the word? Matthew 4 and 19. And Matthew 4 and 19 reads what Jesus said. And he said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So when Jesus was getting the disciples round up, he said, follow me. I'll make you fishers of man, meaning that I'm going to give you the ability, the teaching, the skill set to go out and get others. That, that your words, your teachings are going to draw others to follow you. Follow me as I follow Christ. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is one who is following Jesus. A disciple is not somebody who just walks around and follow Jesus. But you've been changed by him and you're committed to the mission of Jesus. So let's go to Matthew 28. And this is going to line up with Mark 16 and uh, 15. And Matthew 28 and 18, Jesus once again was speaking to the disciples. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. Amen. So when we look at this here, Matthew 28 and Mark uh, 16 and 15, Mark 16 and 15 is noted as the Great Commission. A commission is when you give a group of people, you officially charge them with a particular function. Come on, I want you to hear that definition again. A commission is when a group of people have been officially charged with a particular function. Jesus gave the body of Christ. Everyone that is a believer of Jesus Christ, that is a disciple of Christ, we have a particular assignment. Everyone has not been commissioned. Everyone has not been given this charge to go and preach the gospel to every creature. Because there are some people in the world that do not believe. They don't trust God. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in Jesus Christ. So they were not given. But when you are a believer, and some people would think that in order for me to preach the gospel, when we think about preach, we think about preacher. So we think it's the pastor's responsibility, the elders, the ministers, the evangelists, the teacher, the missionary, those that have been given a certain title, an ordination or affirmation. Those are the ones supposed to preach the gospel. But before the disciples even became the apostles. Jesus told them, remember, a disciple is someone who is following Jesus. It also a disciple make is a you enter into a relationship to help people trust and follow Jesus. Come on. Let, let's look at this a thing again about a disciple. That includes the whole process from conversion through maturation and multiplication. So a disciple has an assignment. Every believer of Jesus Christ has an assignment. It's just not limited to those that are in authority, those that God have called, those that God have anointed. If you are saved, if you have confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believed in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you are saved. And with that salvation, with you dedicating your life to follow Jesus, you have an assignment to preach the gospel. Preach simply means to proclaim and teach. There's no title associated with that. There's no certain gifting associated with that. So you don't have to feel like because I don't have a certain title that I can't preach the gospel. Preaching the gospel means I'm making a proclamation of the gospel. The gospel is the good news. And I just want to remind you that, that you got an assignment. You may be sitting there listening to me saying, well, well, Jermaine, I'm just saved and I'm just loving God. And that's good. But you're supposed to tell somebody about Jesus. You're supposed to share the good news of the gospel. Because when we share the good news of the gospel, people will trust and follow Jesus. 
when you tell people your testimony about what God has done for you, how Jesus Christ changed your life. Listen, a disciple is someone that has that is being changed by Jesus. Why does it say being changed? Because at the point of conversion, we go through regeneration where we are born again by the spirit. But the Bible says continue to grow. <clears throat> uh, Jesus Christ, I'm trying to remember the scripture. Excuse me. That we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Salvation is a process. So as disciples of Jesus Christ, we're continuing to grow. We're continuing to change. We're continuing to mature in Jesus Christ until we come into the full knowledge of our Lord and Savior. So as a disciple, your job as a fisher of men is to go out there into the world, go out there into the trenches and tell more people about Jesus Christ, that they will be drawn to him, that they will be changed, they will be converted, that they will understand what Christ died for and how much he loves and cares about them. Amen. Now, I know many people may still be saying, well, Jermaine, you know, I don't I don't really want this assignment. This is not what I asked for. But it's something that God has given us. And I believe that God will fully equip us with what we need. And one of the biggest things about being a disciple of Jesus Christ, one of the biggest things about going in and, and, and fulfilling our assignment, we will encounter people that we may not want to tell about Jesus. We may have to go up against friends, family members, people as we just go around this normal world that may not be that kind, that may not be the best. Now, Jesus said, if you go into a country where you're not received, he said, wipe the dust off your feet and keep it moving. Can I tell you that everybody's not going to accept <clears throat> your assignment, that everybody's not going to accept the word that you have? Jesus would go in places and, and preach the gospel to heal, deliver. And there were people that came against him, the Pharisees, those that not want to hear. But that don't mean that it discouraged him, that Jesus stopped fulfilling his assignment. We have to be ready to be rejected because they rejected Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ, even when he was on the cross, let's look at this. When he was being beaten, had a spear in his side, the crown of thorn on his head, he was crucified to the cross. The people were screaming, crucify him, crucify him. They were mocking him. If you have so much power, why don't you call the angels down to save you? They were making a mockery of Jesus. And what was his words? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. When Jesus was in one of the most pressing situations of his life, when everybody he tried to pray for, that he tried to deliver, he came to help this world. The world turned their back on him and wanted him to be killed. And they killed Jesus and he died on the cross. They put Jesus in the position. Most of us, if that would have been us, we would have said, skip this world. God, get him. Angels, come save me. And I want y'all to take all of these people out because of the way they treat me. But Jesus' reply was, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So we got to understand that when we come to preach the gospel, to proclaim the good news, we're going to be rejected. We're going to suffer for the gospel. We're going to go through. That's why the Bible says, arm yourselves likewise. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. How can I follow Jesus and not think that I'm not going to go through something? Don't you know the devil was not happy to see Jesus fulfill his assignment? The enemy opposes anything that God endorses. So for even from the time when Jesus came out of his 40 days and 40 nights of the wilderness, when he was fasting. Who was waiting for him? Satan. So anytime you are a believer, you are a disciple, you, you follow Jesus Christ, the enemy is going to oppose you. The enemy is going to bring things against you to try to discourage you 
from carrying forth your assignment and proclaiming the gospel to others. Amen. And as I talked about having to proclaim the gospel to people that we may not want to. One thing I touched on in my sermon from this Sunday, I went to the book of Acts and we talked about uh, Paul. We know Paul is an apostle. Amen. Paul, it formerly was Saul. Before he had that conversion at Damascus, uh, Brother Paul used to be a persecutor of Christians. He used to persecute them, uh, kill them, put them in jail. So anybody that was a believer, like I said, believers have been suffering. Disciples of Jesus Christ have been suffering since the days of the Bible. There are people in this life right now in some countries that are believers, that are disciples of Jesus Christ. And people will try to kill them. To the, we're going to be persecuted. Persecution comes in many forms in different ways. But don't let that discourage you. That, that's just something that's heavy in my spirit on this morning. Don't let that discourage you from preaching the gospel. Whatever your platform may be. You may be saying, well, Jermaine, I don't have a pulpit to speak from. So this is my No, 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 no. I'm sitting here right now on social media on this live declaring and proclaiming the gospel. Your platform may be the grocery store. Your platform may be at the family union. Your platform may be on your job. But I believe that for every disciple of Jesus Christ, God is going to allow us to have opportunities to proclaim the gospel. But the question is, will we be obedient and do it? That God will allow people to come into your life that he has designated for you to proclaim the gospel. That's your assignment. That God will have a certain time, a day, a place. Don't you know that when God has his hand on and we have an assignment, that some things don't happen by chance, it's not by luck, but it's a divine order where God has a set day and time that you're going to encounter someone. That God is saying, I've got a plan for their life, but they have to believe in who I am. And as you declare, proclaim, as you preach the gospel to them, it's going to cause them to believe and follow you. And you're going to help lead others to Christ so that they can fulfill the assignment and the call that God has on their life. Amen. So let's look at the story of, uh, of Saul here, formerly Saul, now Paul, in Acts 9. So Paul was going out, and his name was Saul at the time, to persecute Christians. Jesus said to him on the road of Damascus, he said, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And I want you to listen to this story and how it lines up with us being disciples of Jesus Christ. He said, I am Jesus whom thou persecuted. It is hard for thee to kick against the prince. And Paul said, he said, Lord, unto him, he said, arise and go into the city and it shall be told thee what thou must do. Because Paul said he was trimmed, said, it's done, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? Paul knew this was crazy. All of a sudden, I'm going to persecute Christians. This light shines around Paul. He's blinded by it. And that experience with Christ overwhelmed him. So he said, Lord, what you want me to do? Because I know this has to be you. It's not that Paul didn't know Jesus. It's not that he didn't hear the stories about him. But he was choosing to persecute those that followed Christ. There are people that know about God, that know about Jesus, that are going to come against you. But that don't stop your assignment. Because of those that are coming against you, because those that are trying to get you to stop doing what Jesus has commissioned us to do. Amen. And the men that were with Paul, they heard Jesus, but couldn't see him. This is a miraculous thing that happened on the road to Damascus. So Paul rose from the earth and they brought him to Damascus. And they said, and there was a certain man, and they said for three days, Paul didn't eat or drink. So not only was Paul blinded, Paul was on a, on a force fast. Amen. <laughs> Paul didn't eat a drink. Cause he had went through a lot. So Paul was on a fast and he said, and there was a certain disciple. Come on. As we're talking about disciple 
is a follower, believer, someone that's been changed by Jesus Christ. Amen. A, a disciple is a person that is leading someone not only to salvation, but as they mature and go. Let's, I thought it was very key here in the book of Acts that when Jesus was going to send this person to Paul, it just wasn't anybody. It was a believer. It was a disciple, someone that was following the teaching of ways of Jesus Christ. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called straight. Come on. Jesus finished straighten out uh, Paul's life. He said, go to the street called straight. I, I love that part of the scripture. So I said, what a coincidence. Because Paul was finished showing up, straightened up. Amen. And inquiring the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. Come on, wait a minute. You telling me Paul, who used to be Saul at that time, the one that was going to persecute the Christians, that was going to take them out, didn't like them. He has an experience with Jesus. He's blind. He's fasted. And he said, you're going to find Saul praying. Wait a minute. Saul finna be praying. The one that's been, he, he don't want to do, have nothing to do with Jesus. But you have such an encounter with him, God. Let me tell you, the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ can change anybody. I want you to hear me. We can't look at people, what they're doing now, what they got going on. If people really have an experience with Christ, Christ can change anybody. That's the power. Remember, the gospel is the power of God into salvation. God can save anybody. We don't have the right to look at people and say, oh, my God, based off who they are and what they're doing, ain't no way God can save them. Such were some of you. Some of us that are saving disciples of Jesus Christ, what were we doing before God cleaned us up? Some people counted us out and look at what the power of God has done to us, how it has changed us, matured us, renewed our minds. We're totally different people. So God can save anybody. That's the power that is his gospel. It is unto salvation. And have seen in the vision of man Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. So Jesus told Ananias, he came to him in a vision. You need to go pray for uh, brother Saul. And when you touch him, he's going to receive his sight. Let's look at Ananias' reply. The Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. Ananias was saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute here, Jesus. I've heard of this brother. He persecutes the uh, believers, the disciples. And he has been given governmental authority to bind the ones that call on your name to put us in jail. Are you sure? <laughs> Come on, can, can we paraphrase? I believe Ananias was saying, wait a minute, uh, Jesus. Are you sure this is the one I'm supposed to go pray for? Come on, how many of us in our walk with Christ, in our discipleship, if God told you, I want you to go pray for this person? Whoa, wait a minute, God. They talked about me. That's the person that bullied me. That's the person that left me. That's the one that hurt me and abused me. And you want me to pray for them? You've allowed me to run into them, and I'm supposed to live with your God. Lord, I don't even like them. But are we going to get more caught up in what someone did to us instead of our assignment? Everyone that we have to give the gospel to, it ain't going to be pleasant. Not that the gospel isn't pleasant, but there are some people you're going to encounter in life that God is saying, I've put you in this position to tell them the good news of the gospel, to proclaim who my son Jesus Christ is, and it's not going to be your favorite person. But let the gospel do the work. 
We have to get outside of ourselves, our insecurity, our deficiencies, and realize we're going to have to give the gospel to people that we may not be too fond of. But if we follow it like Jesus Christ did it, Jesus Christ always taught the, he taught the people. When the Pharisees came against him, he answered their question. Some people are going to come ask you questions, and in your spirit, you're going to say, Lord, they just come and ask a question. They ain't trying. But you still respond with the word of God. You still respond with the word of God. Don't get so caught up in, oh, Lord, it's this person. When I have an assignment, when God has given me something to say in, in regards to his gospel, I have to fulfill the assignment. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he's going to suffer for my name's sake. So Jesus told Ananias, I chose him. I called him, but I need you to go. And Ananias went by the way, entered the house and put in his hands and said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus Christ that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, have sent me that thou mayest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on. So Ananias was obedient. Remember, obedience is better than sacrifice. Don't miss your assignment that God has given you because you caught up in who the assignment is or the place where I got to go. Lord, I ain't do it. Don't be a Jonah. Don't, don't abandon and abort your assignment because of where you got to go, because of the people. Come on, God, I thank you, Holy Ghost. Don't be like Jonah. Jonah said, I'm not going to Tarsus. Them people ain't right. And Jonah had to spend three days in the belly of a whale to, to come to himself. And I can understand Ananias' resistance. It, it is our human nature that even as a disciple, even though we believe we can be empowered by God, we've been anointed by God, it is some places if God was to tell us, this is where I'm sending you to teach. This is where I'm sending you to preach. Remember, preaching is proclaiming or teaching. Don't, don't get sidetrack think preaching is all the tune up the hoop the holler nothing wrong with that but it's a proclamation of the good news of jesus christ when god is leading you to speak to someone particular area don't get so caught up and say no lord not this place not these people they're not gonna hear me don't you think that god is sending you there for a reason and god is gonna back you up father i thank you that if god is sending me somewhere to speak to somebody or to lay hands on them to pray with them that he's going to give me the power, he's going to back me up, and that whatever it is that God is sending me to do, he's going to back me up. He is. He will never leave you nor forsake you, and God's not going to send you anywhere where he isn't going to perform and do what he said he's going to do. So after Ananias prayed for uh, Brother Saul, he said, and immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight for a width, and arose and was baptized, and when he had received meat, he was strengthened. And then it says, Saul certain days with disciples, which were at Damascus, straightway. Listen to this. Paul, who was formerly Saul on the road to Damascus, Jesus stopped him, shone a light, blinded him, spoke to him, asked him, why do you persecute me? Told him the street called straight. Paul was praying, was blind, fasted three days, forcefully, because he what he went through. He speaks to Ananias. Tells him, go lay hand on him that you may heal him. Scales fell from his eye. Paul was baptized. And look at 20th verse. After an experience, Paul, the persecutor, the, the one that was killing Christians, throwing them in jail. And straightway, he preached Christ. He proclaimed the gospel in the synagogues that he is the son of God. What are you saying, Jermaine? 
I don't care what a person has done. As disciples of Jesus Christ, we are key in helping to lead others to Jesus Christ. In this day and this hour and this time we live in, we see all the bad things that are happening in the world. Some of you may even say we see all the bad people in the world. But what if you're that Ananias? What if you're supposed to go on the road to Damascus and go to the street called Straight and encounter another Saul? And God is going to reveal to you, you're the one that got to proclaim the God. You're the one that have to pray for them. That when you speak to them and God is saying, I chose them. They, they have an assignment on them, but they can't recognize their assignment until you go. Some people may not go to your church. They may not come to your tent meeting. They may not come to your back to school event at your church, but they'll be willing to have a conversation with you. And the first encounter they're going to have with Jesus Christ is through your life. They're looking at you saying, if I hear your story, your testimony, yes, you may not have all your scriptures together. You, you may not be able to do it like your pastor, but you can tell what Christ has done for you. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. And as you express how Christ has changed your life, whatever your testimony is, whatever your encounter is that calls you to be a believer in Jesus Christ, that person is going to hear the same faith that calls you to believe in the trust God and it could change their life. So I want to encourage somebody, don't discount what you've been through, what you're currently going through, how God has brought you out. Many of us have gone through things just to give our testimony. The Bible says, for they overcame them by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What the enemy wants us to do is to close our mouths. Don't tell anybody what God has done for us. I'm just going to keep going to church. I'm going to keep living safe, And that's good. But I don't want to draw anybody. I, I, I'm just trying to make it to heaven. But as a disciple of Jesus Christ, he made us fishers of men. We're supposed to go out and, and get others and, and fish and look for those. When you're fishing, you're looking for something. You're searching for something. My prayer is, Lord, show me who I'm supposed to encounter. Who am I supposed to speak to, God? Every time I do this live session on Testimonial Tuesday, my prayer is, Lord, as long as I can reach one person, I want to be a fisher of men. That person may not come to my church. I always invite people to my church. But Lord, if this message, if this every time I share your word, if it leads someone to Jesus Christ, if someone sits on this live and say, I heard the word that came through Brother Jermaine, Elder Jermaine, Jermaine Jackson, however you want to call me. And they say, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that God has raised him from the dead and I'm saved. I believe the word. He said it was in Romans 10 and 9. Then you're saved. Now, my suggestion is you find a good church where they teach in the word because faith, we need to continue. Remember, when we talked about a disciple. Let me bring back up this definition. A disciple is someone who is following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and committed to the mission of Jesus. A disciple making is entering into the relationship to help people trust and follow Jesus, which includes the whole process from conversion through maturation. I want to start with that maturation. When we get saved, it doesn't stop. We have to continue to mature in our walk with Jesus Christ. We have to continue to mature in our walk with Jesus Christ. Once you get saved, you have to continue to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. We have to grow. So the reason we go to church is for encouragement, for worship, for fellowships. We can all come together. But the more that I hear the word, it don't stop at salvation. 
When you go to church and you hear the man or woman of God speak, you may be dealing with depression. And there could be a word that comes on Sunday where you can get delivered from that depression. You can be lit, uh, have a broken heart. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. And God's got a word for you on that Sunday in your Bible study, whatever your uh, uh, order of service is, where God is going to give you a word. You may need a word of encouragement. But some people that sit there and say, well, I'm saved, but I'm sitting at home. I got my own relationship with God. That's great. But the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. I may go to church and just say something to my brother and my sister. They can say, you know what? God had you on my mind. I just want to encourage you today. And those words of encouragement can lift you up and give you what you need to get over whatever it is that was plaguing you. So don't despise that oh, now that I'm saved, I don't have to go. I recommend it that you go, that you go somewhere and continue to grow in grace, continue to elevate your faith, continue to hear the word of God. Amen. That's the place to be. That once you become a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple, now you're supposed to go get somebody else. I made this statement on Sunday as we're preparing to close. When we hear that word preach, our pastors can't go everywhere. They can't go on your job. They can't go into all your communities. They can't go into your job and say, and set up a, set up a podium and say, all right, I'm going to preach the gospel to the job. But God is very strategic. He has placed us in certain places and areas for a reason. Don't you know that your life is being watched as a disciple of Jesus Christ? Somebody is watching to see how you react to situations. Well, if they so saved and holy, but they going through this, let me watch their reactions. They're trying to see that if they believe in God, but they're going through all these hard times, how they going to react? Are they going to keep praying? Are they going to keep trusting God? Is the joy of the Lord really going to be their strength? And we have to continue to respond. The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. We got to respond to things like Christ. Like I told you, when Jesus was on the cross, one of the most painful times in his life, everybody crucify him, crucify him. Jesus didn't get mad. Jesus didn't say, Lord, cast him down, kill him. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. How many of us would have that response on the day? Lord, forgive them, the one that's talking about me. They don't know what they're doing. Father, save them, touch them. I know they can't stand nothing about me, but God, as you have loved me, loose your love on them. Come on. Father, they got over on me. I may not trust them, but God, touch their hearts. Help them to do things a better way. As disciples of Jesus Christ, do we have that response? I'm not saying we don't get mad. I'm not saying it hurt when people do us wrong. We have, we're human. We have emotions. But what is my response after my emotion? Can I respond like Jesus? And I'm here as a witness. There's some stuff people have done to me. My first response has not been like Jesus. But as I have grown in grace and the knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as I have matured as a believer, my responses have changed. My reaction toward people has changed. Hallelujah. But some people I know, they, they're doing me wrong. They have done me wrong. And I pray for them. Lord, heal them. God, help them.
I, I see what they're doing to me. But, Father, I don't know what their issue, what their problem is with me, but I love them with the love of Christ. And, Father, let your love shine on them. Father, touch them in the areas where they're hurting there. Whatever the issue is, oh, God, help them and keep them. In the name of Jesus. Oh, but Jermaine, they doing you wrong. That's okay. Pray for them. I may not be around them. Now, I ain't saying sit there and just take abuse from anybody. You may have to, you know, disassociate yourself with people. But keep praying. The Bible says pray for your enemies. Pray for them. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for them. Now, you can make a choice not to be around them. You don't sit there and be nobody's, you know, charity. You don't be nobody's punishment. Don't let nobody sit there and just do you wrong. But pray for people. Don't harbor bitterness and hatred in your heart toward people. Amen. Let's respond to people in the way that Christ responded to them. Amen. Father, I thank you for your word on today. Father, I thank you for being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for believers. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your son, oh God. I thank you that Jesus was a true example of how we should love and treat others, oh God. And Lord, as we go into this world, let us all proclaim, every believer, the good news, the gospel of Christ. That others may, as they hear the word of God, that they may grab hold of faith, oh God, in Jesus Christ. And Lord, I'm calling on your name, the name of Jesus, praying that souls will be saved, delivered, and set free, oh God. Never let us be upset. Let us understand that people will reject the good news, that people will not appreciate the message of Jesus Christ. But Father, build us up and strengthen us to not be offended, to not be angry. Let us not be bitter or, or talk about those that will not receive the gospel, O oh God. Father, thank you for those that we will encounter in our families, in our um, communities, O oh God. Uh, as we go through our day at the doctor's office, O oh God, as we go to the grocery store, as we go to the clothing store, O oh God, even on our jobs and general conversation. Thank you as we encounter other believers as we go into these places that we can connect with in prayer, O oh God. And pray for our communities. Thank you for those people that we will encounter that are trying to understand more about you. Word our lips, God. Give us what to say and how to say it, Father, that souls would be drawn to you, that they would be delivered, saved, and set free, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just give you all of the praise, all of the glory and the honor, and I magnify your name and I lift you up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you on this morning. Don't forget, if you got any prayer requests, you put them in the chat. Uh, put them in my uh, email, jakejackson7982 at gmail.com. Let me know I can pray for you or stand and agree with you with a word of prayer. Amen. I believe God can move. God moves through prayer. Amen. The effectual and, first, the effectual and fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Amen. So as we stand in prayer together, I stand with you and agree that God can do it and that he will do it for you. Don't forget, Christian Family Worship Center will be in revival this week. 6532 Arizona Avenue, Hammond, Indiana, 7 p.m. Starting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Come on and get revived, get restored. The times of refreshing that come from the presence of the Lord. Amen. Let's get back to revival. Let's get revived. Let's get woke up. My God, I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I love revival. Amen. It's always we, we, we just don't want to limit ourselves to a Sunday. Let's meet in a week and let's let's put let's stomp on the devil's head. Amen. So if you are looking for a word, if you are just looking to be fellowshipping with the saints, if you're saying that uh, maybe, you know, 
about what well, hey Jamal, i know when you go to church but you may have a church home you say it'd be hard for me to fellowship with you bro because our service are the same time hey if you could come on in this week come on i'll be there every night uh serving ministering doing whatever it is that that god has me to do amen i believe we got some great speakers that are coming up and god is finna move in the worship center so once again Christian Family Worship Center, 6532 Arizona Avenue in Hammond, Indiana, 7 p.m. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Join us for revival. And let's let's uh that's it for me. So I hope you enjoyed the word. Remember, y'all be fishers of men. Go out there and proclaim the gospel to every disciple, every believer. Proclaim the gospel in your everyday life. And now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, I say be the glory, the majesty, dominion and power both now and never. Amen. I love you all, the love of Christ. And I'll see y'all next week for Testimonial Tuesday.